0: On the last episode, we talked about getting your financial house in order. Do you have your house in order? Well, on this episode, part two, we'll find out.
1: Good day and welcome to the Save Like Dave podcast, where we are on a mission to help you save and win with your money on almost any income level. Dave retired at 55, traveled the world, and lived abundantly, all while making well under $50,000 a year his entire career. Now it's your turn. Let's take your financial dreams to the next level.
0: This is part two of the Getting Your Financial House in Order podcast. Dave has three more points that we're going to talk about. Three more things you can consider when you ask yourself, is my financial house in order?
1: Well, thanks, Nate, and thanks everyone for joining our podcast. And like Nate said, I've got three more to discuss in getting your house, your financial house, that is, in order. And the first one today, I'm going to talk about is financial assets. And what I mean by that is your, you know, where do you have your money? Do you have it in real estate? Do you have it in the stock market? Or maybe just have it in the bank? Or do you have it underneath your uh, mattress, so to speak? So, in any case. What it means is getting your house in order definitely means that you take a good look at your financial assets at least annually. Are your financial investments giving the return you need for your retirement? Is it time to rebalance your portfolio or maybe change your traditional IRA to a Roth IRA?
0: Yeah, an important one I'd like to add with this is to keep a long-term perspective. I know you've mentioned that several times, but, uh, investing in the stock market or real estate is not for the short term it's for the long term and uh actually recently i had a friend of mine and he said his dad is is worried that he essentially had a lot of money in retirement and with this recent downturn of the stock market well suddenly he doesn't have as much money and so to that point what my friend's dad was missing is, unfortunately, he wasn't taking this year annually to rebalance his portfolio or to look and make sure that he had things in the right place. Because when you're you know, in your 20s or 30s, you can withstand the ups and downs of the market. When the market's going down, well, that's fine. You can hold it out and wait for it to go back up because, as we've seen for hundreds of years... The stock market has gone down for decades and decades. The stock market has gone down at times, but it always goes back up. And uh, unfortunately, in the case of my friend's dad, he didn't set it up where he wasn't prepared to need that money in the coming years. So he didn't, as Dave mentioned, rebalance his portfolio, and he didn't plan for those withdrawals that he would need in the in the upcoming months and years.
1: Well, that's a perfect example of somebody you know that maybe should have done a little better planning. And in this particular area of your financial assets, you need to plan where your money goes. And if it's changing, like Nate says, you know, adjust. And I'm gonna say adjust annually. All right, the next one is your education. No, this time I'm not talking about the kind you go to school for. What I need you to do is educate your loved ones on personal finance. If you have children, teach them the money lessons that you've been learning. You know, whether you learn it from me or you learn it from a book or you go to school for it, it's so important that you teach the next generation about finance. You know, I I hear on talk shows and radio shows how very few people have been able to get any financial training while they're in school, and that's a shame. You know, you think about all the, for those in high school and college, all the classes you take that you think, oh, they're boring, or why do I even take this? I'll never use it again. Well, there's some truth to that, and there are classes that you really won't use after you leave high school or you leave college. But there are others, obviously, that are very important. But my point in this is, with all that, is every one of you getting your personal finance education. Have you taken a class on personal finance in high school? Have you taken Dave Ramsey's course or some other course in your school that they offer? Or in college, have you taken specific classes on finances? Maybe you take accounting classes or a class that you can learn about how money works, like economics, microeconomics, or macroeconomics. Those are ex- small examples. But for me, my little jig is personal finance. You need to teach your kids about personal finance. If you don't have the skills yourself, it's time for you to get that education, and that's what you're doing partly when you listen to Nate and I. But you need to become an expert or a very understanding person about it, personal finance, so you can share it with your children, so they don't have the same mistakes that you may have had when you got started.
0: Yeah, and I can personally speak to that and say that uh, I grew up with the advantage that you did teach me personal finance, because as you said, I know in our school system, no one told us about saving or investing or even debt. And I think that's a shame because you learn how to do math and history and English or languages, which are all great. But what is one of the most applicable things to everyone's daily life that affects their marriage, their future, really everything about their lives. And that's how they handle their finances. I really quite honestly don't understand why there isn't even a a one class in in high school and in college. Sometimes there is, but mainly that's if you're along the business career path.
1: Yeah, if you're going to go into that specific area, you're obviously going to learn about personal finance. But if you're an art major or a history major, that kind of thing, I pretty much going to guarantee you're not going to get that course in your college curriculum. And I'm telling you, if you want to win in life from a financial perspective and not always be dreading the end of the month because you don't have enough money to pay the bills, get educated. And I, And I know that's why most of you are listening to this podcast is to teach you how to become financially literate and win with money.
0: Yeah, and again, just to wrap it up, I I will say I have several friends and uh, good guys but they don't have a good understanding of money and they didn't have anyone to ever teach them. So mm-hmm. they've kind of learned along the ways. And unfortunately, life has been a teacher for some of them. But we're happy that you're taking time out of your day now to, to educate yourself. And the greatest way to show that you learn something is to teach it with someone else. And so teaching it with a, a parent or with a child is one of the greatest things you can do. Oh, well,
1: Nate, thanks. That's good. Good stuff. And as Nate just mentioned, you know, you want to teach your children if you have children. But on the other side of that, the flip side, if you have uh, parents that are still with you, you need to talk to your parents to determine if they have their financial house in order. Now, that could be a difficult talk and you're going to have to use uh, wisdom when you do that. But let's just say, for example, your parents are getting on and they are on uh, Social Security now, They, they don't work any longer. And you're noticing that they are really kind of burning through their money pretty quickly. And uh, if you as a child have the education, if you have a relationship with your parent, maybe this is the time that you have that talk with your parents and let's talk a little bit and say, you know, mom and dad, you know, you realize that if you keep spending the money the way you're going to spend it and having the new car and having more house than you need, you're going to run out of your life savings here shortly. And then you're going to be stuck with just having social security the rest of your life. And that might put food in your mouth, but it's not going to be enough to enjoy the retirement that you worked your whole life for. So that's just one example. Tough talk, but it can be done. You know, to have that talk with your children when appropriate regarding your financial wishes, like who is in charge of financial decisions for you when the time comes, as well as end of life decisions. So, The talk is what they say sometimes is just one of those really important educational times that you do need to set up to talk with your children. And the last thing that I want to talk to you about for today is legal documents. You want to be sure that your beneficiaries are updated to reflect your wishes. And what I mean by that is if you've been around for a while, you're probably going to have some assets. You're going to have things like a home or you're going to have a 401k or just money in the bank, so to speak. And on all of those situations, you can and you should notate on the documents who are the beneficiaries when you do pass away. And sometimes those beneficiaries change for reasons only known to you, but they do change and you need to make sure they're updated to reflect your wishes and so when the time does come, when you pass, that the results will be what you guys wanted.
0: Yeah, and, and that shouldn't take a long time to do. I think I did our will in probably an hour or two. There's okay. several templates online. And uh, as you build up more of an estate and and you build up more wealth, well, then maybe it'll take a little bit more time working with an attorney. But when you're just getting started, you don't need to be scared to, you know, to work with all these attorneys and spend a lot of time on this. This is something that can be knocked out fairly quickly.
1: Good point. And, you know, that's probably the important thing on a legal document is have a will. If you are married, if you have any kind of assets, you want to set up a will. And and like Nate says, it's very inexpensive. You can do that on your own. You just need to have someone uh, witness you signing it and kind of cross your T and dot your I. And uh, that's a very important document that you have in place. Another one that's important is the power of attorney. Power of attorney directs someone to take over your control of your assets if you become incapacitated. You know, if I had a stroke or just I wasn't able to do the things I used to do financially, I need to have somebody to take my place to do that for me. And as Nate mentioned, your will is very important. When you get started, a will is all you need. But like in my case, we have, uh, you know, a substantial amount of assets. And so we have what they call a trust or a living trust. And that does cost a little more, but it makes the process when you pass away a much easier for your beneficiaries or, you know, in most cases, it's your children. And another thing that uh, you would want to do is have advanced directives. And these are just a few of the things that you wanna do to make sure that you have your legal documents up to date and set up the way you want it to be and don't let the state decide to do that for you. Okay, that is it for today. I know it was a little shorter today. We gave more the last week, but let me just uh, run through the three things that we talked about today. The first one was financial assets and that's talking about rebalancing your portfolio maybe changing from a traditional to a Roth IRA. The second one that I talked about today was your education, your personal finance education, and then teaching your children or working with your parents if they have a challenge in that area. And then the last one is legal documents. Make sure that you have your legal documents up to date and the way that you want your final assets, where you want them to go. So today's kind of a little dry, but they're very important. And if you want to have your financial house in order, these are the kind of things you need to do. So let me end with these three points. Make a plan today to get out of debt. We talked about that last week. And it's not going to happen overnight, but it will go away if you make a plan and follow through with that plan. Remember, write it down and pay off the debt from the smallest debt to the largest, and you will win with money. The second one is create a budget. This is so important. If you want to win with money, this is a must. And lastly, protect your assets. Plan for emergencies, protect your assets with strong passwords, and double check on your insurance coverage. As you accumulate wealth, this will become more and more important.
0: Yeah, all great points. And really like those six points you mentioned. And especially the first one, you know, don't want to skip over that. The most important is once you're out of debt, don't get back into debt. That'll set everything else up. And protecting your assets, creating a budget, all really good stuff. So, Dave, thank you again for these great points. What is the thing that we want our listeners to take action on? All right.
1: Phew, that is a lot to do, right? I just gave you six things and it will take you some time. But my action point today is to write down the main points you learned today and then tackle them one at a time. For example, the main topics are debt, your budget, your assets, your education, your legal documents. Now, let me give you a little homework assignment. Carve out some time this week and focus on one of each of these items every day for the next five or six days. These are very important to your financial health, so you will need to take a bit more time on them. However, over time, you will reap the benefits and win with money.
0: That wraps up today's episode on the next podcast. I think many of you are going to want to listen to what Dave says he will share the 10 best things you can do to win with money. Sure, there are lots and lots of things you can do. However, next time, Dave will zero in on the top 10, the 10 best things you can do with money. And you know everyone loves a top 10 list. And lastly, we do want to remind you to reach out to us. Reach out to Dave at SaveLikeDave.com. On there, you'll find a contact us form and Dave will be happy to respond to any questions that you have or he is always willing to uh, share his personal experience. And he's helped many different people that have reached out to him through email or through message. And we want to finish with a scripture verse.
1: All right, Nate, the scripture today is comes from Luke, another New Testament book in Luke three, It says, I studied it all carefully from the beginning, Then I decided to write it down for you in an organized way.